BridgeBank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to those committed to leveraging innovation to make the world a better place. BridgeBank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. BridgeBank. Be bold. Venture wisely. Hi there. I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Maddie Bolaños in San Francisco, and here are some of the California stories we're following. Candidates are already dropping out of the running to replace former House Speaker Kevin McCarthy in Congress. State Senator Shannon Grove said she won't be running for McCarthy's seat. The deadline to file is Wednesday. And history in Major League Baseball this weekend as Shohei Otani has signed a record-breaking 10-year, $700 million contract with the L.A. Dodgers. The two-time MVP had spent his entire MLB career with the Crosstown Angels. And more history in the making from the city of Fresno. Last week, it became one of the first in the nation to raise the Palestinian flag in solidarity with those killed on the Gaza Strip. KVPR's Esther Quintanilla reports. For the local Palestinian community and its supporters, the flag represents unity, strength, and respect. Leila Darwish is with the Palestine Freedom Project. Today, the flag of my resilient and resistant people is being raised, and I'm proud to see it waving here. The flag raising comes two months after Fresno Mayor Jerry Dyer publicly showed support for Israel and made insensitive comments about the ongoing conflict. Activists are calling on Dyer to make a public apology. The mayor's office did not respond to KBPR's request for comment. City Council member Miguel Arias, who sponsored the event, said the city should show the same support it did for Palestinians as it did with Israel. We love our Palestinian community as much as we love our Jewish, our Ukrainian, our Latino, and our Hmong community. Pro-Palestine activists are working to bring forward a ceasefire resolution before the city by the end of the year. For the California Report, I'm Esther Quintanilla in Fresno. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. 
California regulators are set to vote this week on new emergency rules to protect workers power-cutting engineered stone to make kitchen countertops. The factory-made material is linked to an aggressive lung disease killing workers. KQED's labor correspondent Farida Chapala-Romero reports. Nearly a year ago, a doctor diagnosed Jorge Estrella Moreno with silicosis. He had inhaled toxic silica dust while cutting and grinding engineered stone for years, making countertops and floor panelings. His lungs were irreversibly damaged. The doctor told him, there's no cure. He's 48. Today I'm alive, but tomorrow, who knows, he says. He and his wife, Maria Valencia, and nearly 60 other six stonecutters in California are suing large manufacturers and distributors of engineered stone, which can have a lot more silica than natural stones. The lawsuits allege that these companies failed to adequately warn of the hazards for fabrication workers. Close to 100 stonecutters in California have been disabled or killed in recent years. It's an injustice, Valencia says, that these companies put people in danger. It's inhumane. Nearly all workers in the industry who got sick are young to middle-aged Latino immigrants. Some rely on oxygen machines to breathe now. Others have died while waiting for lung transplants. On Thursday, a California Occupational Safety Board is scheduled to vote on emergency changes to strengthen silica regulations. But experts say hundreds of people are still expected to contract silicosis in the coming years because most fabrication shops where they work are small and skirt the rules already on the books. Not all, though. On a recent visit to United Marble and Granite in Santa Clara, I watched as one employee operated a large robotic saw, neatly slicing a sink out of a stone slab that lay under a layer of water. And the material's all wet, it's in a tub, so like you don't see like a ton of dust coming out because we're cutting it wet. Sean de Oliveira is a co-owner of the business his dad started in 1998. He says most workers here are cutting the stone wet, but there's one closed-off area for finishing edges dry. Workers there wear powered air purifying respirators and white industrial coveralls. They look like the cleanup crew at a radioactive site. Plus, there's an airflow system sucking the dust away. Under the proposed new rules, fabrication shops would be required to cut stone wet. But this is expensive, requiring specialized equipment. If you go to a lot of other shops, you'll see this activity without the machines, without the suit. That's the problem, is guys are working dry without engineering controls, the equipment, the permit, or the protection. And, he says, any contractor or designer with a credit card can go buy engineered stone from slab yards without any regard for how it'll be cut. United Marble and Granite is facing unfair competition from rivals that aren't even trying to be safe. Over the last decade, artificial stone has become the top countertop material in the U.S., a market worth billions of dollars. Consumers prefer it because it's usually cheaper than marble or granite, but it's also non-porous. 
resistant to cracks, stains, heat, and chemicals. Virtually maintenance-free. Top international manufacturers like Caesarstone and Cosentino say they support a licensing program so their products are sold only to fabrication shops equipped to handle them safely. Here's Brandon Calvo with Cosentino North America. It would be our wish that it would be against the law to sell any one product that does not have a license. State officials have said they might explore banning engineered stone. But first, they're expected to try out tougher rules and hope for compliance. For the California Report, I'm Farida Javala Romero. And that's this edition of the California Report for Monday, December 11th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening, and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from the James Irvine Foundation, committed to a California where all low-income workers have the power to advance economically. Learn more at irvine.org. Paint Care. Now, with more than 850 drop-off sites in California, where households and businesses can recycle their leftover paint. More at paintcare.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy works to create a cleaner, healthier, more secure world for all. On the web at theschmidt.org. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast.